Hello! Welcome back to Lonnie's Library Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about my spring book recommendations. On this list, I have books from nearly every genre, so no matter what kind of reader you are, you should be able to find something to read from this list I curated. Of course, before we get into it, I'm going to do my what this week so that you guys can get a little update. So, currently reading In the Weeds by BK Borson, and I am obsessed i'm in love i'm gonna be talking about it a little bit later on in this episode because it is one of my spring book recommendations because it is just getting me in the mood for spring so i will be talking about it more later on i'm also reading mrs dalloway by virginia wolf still i don't know why i'm like dragging through that book like it is taking me forever to read it and i can't explain why but i am still reading it and i am loving it we're also going to be talking about that one later on in this episode because it is another very very good spring book what am i currently watching now you you may know or not know that i'm obsessed with brent Fias right now i don't really know why i'm not really that much of an r&b girly I'm, I'm really not to say that i'm like obsessed with this man but if you go through my youtube watch history it's just brent Fias music videos and brent Fias interviews I, I can't explain it. If anybody's like, oh my god, how did you start listening to or like got obsessed with Brent Fayez? I wouldn't be able to tell you. I cannot recall what on earth I saw about this man that made me just fall in love. But I am. I also am currently watching these otter videos. Like this lady, she makes these vlogs on YouTube about otters. This is so nerdy. Like, Just thinking about the fact that I'm about to talk about like 17 books. And if somebody asks me what I did this week, I'll be like, oh, I read two books and I started crocheting an elephant for my little cousin. And I watched otter videos. That is so embarrassingly nerdy. Like, But, you know, I'm not complaining. That's kind of like, is it not kind of cool, though? As always, I'm rewatching my favorite scenes from Black Panther 2 because I have no self-control. And honestly, when it comes to that movie, I don't want self-control. I don't want it. What else am I currently watching? I am also watching cooking videos. I'm obsessed with cooking videos. There's this one channel. What's this lady name? Hold on. I'm trying to find her so you guys can like go see why I'm obsessed because her videos are so satisfying. Nutrition by Kylie on YouTube and Instagram. I love her. Her videos, they're so satisfying. Now, my favorite YouTuber in the moment, she is a booktuber. Her name is Anna Wallace Johnson. She makes the best book videos for the girlies that don't like reading romance or fantasy and you just want a good fiction or nonfiction. Go watch her. I love her channel. That's really who I watch the most nowadays because I'm out of my romance and fantasy era. Even though I'll pick up a romance book every now and then. I feel like I'm not in that era anymore. Even though the era was extremely iconic for me. I'm just not that girly pop anymore. I'm also watching Noelle Gallinger on YouTube. She has the best fiction recommendations and the romance books that she reads are very specific. And it's like my type of specific because it's like those romance books where it's barely a romance because there's so much coming of age stuff going on i don't know i love her i love her channel i love her recommendations okay currently listening to randomly got back in my taylor swift era right before spring and summer comes like i'm so excited also re-entering my lana del rey era like i'm listening to everything by lana especially nfr we don't say cussies on this 
podcast, we don't say cussies. For the girlies that know, you know what I'm talking about. I am obsessed with radio by Lana Del Rey. I am obsessed with Stargirl and Interlude. I love instrumental music and like jazz music. So I love Blue and Green by Miles Davis. I don't know how to explain that. And I don't want to say the Black Panther 2 soundtrack again because I already said that so much. Y'all will actually think I'm unhinged. I've also been listening to Trust by Brent Fias. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, that's what I'm currently listening to. Currently drinking fat mason jars of water. I love water. Like, I will rarely drink anything else. Actually, the other day I had a Sprite and I literally got sick. Like, I... (laughs) I haven't had soda in so long that I actually can't stand it anymore. It's not like soda is bad for me, even though it is. It's just nasty. It's just nasty to me now. I don't know. Respectfully, if you drink soda, you do you, but I can't. I've also been obsessed with this gold peak green tea, I think it is. I'm trying to make sure. Let me see. Yeah, I think it's Gold Peak Green Tea. I have a jug of that in my fridge. And, like, at midnight, I'll randomly guzzle down a fat cup of it. I'm loving it. What am I currently doing in my free time other than reading? To be honest, nothing. Nish. Oh, actually, that's not true. That's not true. I started my spring garden, guys. I have no friends. (laughs) I started a garden. I did do that. I have like squash and eggplant and stuff. As a plant-based girly, I need my homegrown vegetables. When you grow vegetables on your own, you really, you're never going back. And I love waking up at the crack of dawn to go water my garden barefooted. I just love it. It's so healing. I love it. I'm also so much of a yoga girly. I have to do my 6 a.m. yoga. I love that. I also been journaling every now and then. It's not as much as I used to. Literally scrolling through (laughs) Brent Fayette's Instagram page as I record this. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to the actual point of this episode where we talk about some books that you should definitely pick up during the spring. Because they're fantastic and they're cottage core and they're cute and fun and not necessarily summery, but they're sunny. And I'm going to be talking about all of these books. I'm going to tell you why you should read them in the spring and stuff like that. I guess we should start with my current reads, Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. This book pretty much follows a day in the life Clarissa Dalloway, who is planning this party. And... She's pretty much being haunted by the ghost of the living. So she has a lot of regrets in life. Like she has this, I guess you could say ex-lover, Peter. Even though it wasn't like defined that he was courting her or that they were dating. They were just in love with each other. Let's be honest. Um, That she doesn't really talk to anymore. And they're both still really in love with each other, honestly. Even though Clarissa's married now. And I think Peter's married now. Oh. It's so good for some reason. Like, I think the reason why I'm reading it so slowly is because I'm really trying to savor every single page. Because this book has genuinely the most beautiful quotes ever in it. Like, I'm going to read a quote to you from this book because... I've just been like crying over it every now and then. 
literally from Peter's point of view, he says, what is this terror? What is this ecstasy? Peter thought to himself, what is it that fills me with extraordinary excitement? It is Clarissa, he said, for there she was. Are you serious? Like, do you really think that I'm going to recover from reading that? That I'm just going to move on with my life after reading that? Like, I'm just going to be okay. I'm not. She also has this woman that she, that was like her first kiss or something. But she, like, didn't let herself fall in love with this woman because it's like the 1920s. And being gay was literally, like, it was scary. It was scary. So she didn't let herself fall in love with this woman. I haven't gotten to the part where she starts talking about her. But it's just so beautiful. The way that Virginia Woolf writes this story. It's like reading. It's like reading overthinking. If that makes sense. Like you really feel like you're inside of Clarissa's brain. Because she just goes on and on about different things. In the best way possible. I don't know how to explain that. Also in the book so far clarissa goes to this flower shop and she buys these cute flowers for her party and it it really it's really hitting me in my spring era so you have to read this book during the spring i'm loving it especially for my classic girlies if you love a good classic you gotta read it next book is also my other current read in the weeds by bk borison y'all this is why i'm gonna stop rating my books on goodreads because i was reading it and i was like if i were to rate this book right now it'd be like three stars i'm I'm, that's not true because similar to love like farms it's like written in a way where it's like okay you know it's good and all but it's not like my absolute favorite and i'm actually genuinely obsessed with it like why are you lying to yourself i don't know so this book follows beckett and evelyn and they they pretty much spend one night with each other and Evelyn one runs away her nickname Beckett calls her is Evie so I'll probably say Evie every now and then that's what I'm talking about Beckett is like this big grumpy tattooed meticulous man and he's also like subtly sarcastic and obviously once he meets Evelyn that all changes because the way he acts is very similar to Brandon from It Happened One Summer which I will talk about in my summer book recommendations because I I kind of eat that book up every now and then but Beckett is this huge tattooed guy and he's grumpy and sarcastic and yet this man has kittens and baby ducks are you kidding me like he has such a soft spot for baby animals it's the cutest thing ever like are you serious he is so cute and the quotes in this book are also just fantastic he also makes these very corny jokes like he made a joke about strawberries being in a jam let me read to you this quote from this book i can't i can't stop myself from reading quotes of my favorite books Evie is like a tide rolling in and clipping me at the ankles. A low, forceful tug. A beautiful inevitability. What? If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see these quotes before I talk about them on my podcast. Because I just have quotes that I just have engraved in my soul. You know what I mean? So if you want to see more of the quotes that I sob over on a daily basis, go follow me on Instagram, I guess, you know. And then there's this other quote from the book. And he's like, Evie St. James had smelled like sea salt and tasted like citrus. I haven't had my head on straight since 
are you serious? And then my favorite scene so far is Beckett at this like veter veterinarian or something like that. Is that how you say it? He's at the pet doctor, whatever that's called, the vet. And there's a baby duck there and he, he's like, uh, can the baby duck like be given to a uh, other duck? And the vet is pretty much like, it's not really likely, but because it'll die without a mom, but it can be saved if somebody adopts it. And Beckett, it, I told y'all he's such a softy for, he's such a softy for baby animals. I don't know what that's about, but he's such a softy for them. And it's so cute. So he takes the baby, <laughs> so he takes the baby duck and he's trying to get himself to not name it because he feels like if he names it, He's committed now. And it's so cute. Anyway, the next book is Tea Dragon Society by K. O'Neill. I've read book one and book two to the series. It is a graphic novel. So it's literally the cutest thing ever. Best spring book to read. The Tea Dragon Society is the first book. The Tea Dragon Festival is the second book. And it pretty much follows this small town village with dragons. That are like not scary dragons, but like cutesy dragons that like grow tea leaves on their head and on their body. It's so cute. The neighborhood is so cute. There's really like no big plot. It's just a wholesome book you could just breeze through during a cutesy spring day. Go pick it up. Highly recommend. Next book is The Sun and Her Flowers by Rupi Cower. Y'all know how much I love my girl Rupi. I have to do Rupi Cower's own episode because I read the last book that she's written. So I pretty much read all the books that she's written, her top three, The Sun and Her Flowers, Homebody, and Milk and Honey. So I have to make an episode where I rank the books and I talk about my favorite, my least favorite, my thoughts on all of them. But anyway, The Sun and Her Flowers is a poetry collection on life, pretty much. She shares a little bit of trauma, her wisdom on life, her wisdom on growth, and her wisdom on blooming. And the book is told in uh, sections of a flower growing. So it's like wilting and blooming. Those would be the different... I don't even know the word for it, but you get what I'm saying. It's told in the life cycle of a flower. And it's so good... There's also a little bit of talk of climate change, which I love to read about. I love to read about climate change. I'm such an earth nerd. That's something I can ramble about all day. I, I love, I love reading about earth. And of course, my girl Rupi has to talk about women, which I love. Very, very good poetry collection. As y'all know, Rupi loves to like traumatize me. So on some nights of reading this book, I did have night terrors every now and then because she would just trauma dump and I read her books in the middle of the night, which I need to stop doing because I know she's gonna, I know she's gonna mention some type of trauma that's just gonna ruin my night. So I really need to stop reading her books at night, but her books are so good. I love them so much. Can't wait to make my, the episode where I talk about all of her books. Next up, we have a YA nonfiction, which is All the Feelings Under the Sun by Leslie Davenport. This book, as I said, is a young adult nonfiction, and it is all about climate change and how your feelings how your feelings climate change and it's so good there's like little exercises you can do in the midst of reading it there's like facts about climate change how to help the earth how you can do your part in being a little bit more eco-friendly hashtag reducing your carbon footprint 
you know what I mean? I love this book. This book was so eye-opening to me. If you're trying to get one of your besties to be more eco-friendly, make them read this book. And you should read it as well, especially with spring coming up. Learn how to take care of the earthy-worthy. <laughs> Next book is Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute by Talia Hibbert. At this point, I'm not going to say anything about this book because I talk about it way too much on my podcast. And ever since I read it, I've just been swimming in thoughts about this book because I love this book. But if you want to hear all about it, I made a literature and latte episode on this book. And I talked a little bit about my favorite cafe in that one too. So make sure you go listen to that. I love this book. There's some camping in it. There's a lot of foresty vibes in it. There's a lot of family drama a little bit. And it's so good. Of course the romance is Talia Hibbert. The romance is going to be spectacular. Go listen to my Literature and Latte episode on that book. You should definitely read it. Spring, I feel like it's a perfect time to read it. The next book we're going to be talking about is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. This is a small town romance and it's between Knox and Naomi. Naomi is going to the small town to help her sister get out of this drama that she's in. Her sister is a mess and I really hate her sister on like a personal level. While she's there she meets this brooding grumpy man named Knox and while she's trying to help her sister you know her sister kind of takes off with her car and leaves her alone with her 11 year old daughter mind you Naomi didn't even know that she had a niece but she quickly finds out it's almost like a single mom but not really because it ain't really her child Knox feels like it's his duty to help her and it's very cute it's a little bit of a dislike to lovers not really enemies I hate when that term is used loosely but it is a dislike to lovers and it's very good the beginning had me hooked the ending was a little bit a little bit weird for me but the beginning had me hooked and I loved it. Definitely one of those books that you can binge at 3 a.m. for no reason. Next book is a YA fantasy. And it's called All the Stars and Teeth by Adeline Grace. This was one of the most beautiful books that I've read. It follows a princess named Omora who is about to have this royal ceremony that will test her magic and her ability to be the next ruler of Visidia. In this world, there's like this soul magic. And soul magic is very dangerous only the people in the royal family practice it and Amora fails her ceremony so she's thrown into prison and this pirate named Bastin comes in gets her out of the prison and she goes on this journey led by the pirate to take down a rebellion leading to the discovery of dark secrets about her family and it is so good the book had really everything that I could want from a fantasy book. There was a great magic system, a beautiful setting, a pirate that I was in love with. Let's be honest, I love the pirate. Mermaids and mythical creature. And there was also so much, so much tension in the romance supply, y'all. I was, I, was I was eating that book up. It was stunning. I tried to savor this book as much as I could because I love so many parts of it and I will reread some of the chapters three and four times because it was so atmospheric and there was so much tension between Amora and Bastin. I just loved it y'all. It was extremely whimsical as well and it radiated Moana vibes. So if you're looking for a book that's similar to Moana or you're looking for the book version of Moana, read this book. Anyway, this book was so good. You should definitely read it this spring. 
Next book is another romance. <laughs> Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher. Only book from the Dreamland Billionaires that I read. Actually, that's not true. I tried to read the final offer, but I DNF'd it because it was painful to see my baby cow like that. I really wanted a reverse grumpy sunshine, and it wasn't like that. It was like cow is a pretend sunshiny guy. He's not really sunshine. I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't vibing with that. So I DNF'd it. But anyway, Terms and Conditions follows Declan and Iris. Pretty much Declan is trying to complete his part of the will that he needs to do to inherit his grandfather's business. And for that, he needs to have a wife and a child. Nobody really wants to put up with Declan because he's very mean. And the only person that will put up with him long enough to even be his wife is Iris, his secretary. So it's a little bit of a workplace romance, a lot of bit of a grumpy sunshine. And so they get married. Obviously, it's like a little bit of a marriage of convenience, fake marriage, workplace romance, grumpy sunshine. So many cute scenes where Iris like went through this plant shop and like they watched this panther in the woods and stuff like that. It's so so springy in my opinion iris is such a queen one of the most fashionable book women ever definitely go read that one okay next book is a fantasy and it is the gilded wolves by roshani chosky this book bro this is one of the books that i think about on a daily basis it follows six different characters going on this heist to find this ancient artifact for this high court even though it's not called the high court it's like called the order and they're trying to find this ancient artifact but it's like a very dangerous artifact in this world so that so it's very difficult to find or it's at least difficult to attain now the main character severin or like the the head leader i guess of this group his name is Severin it's obviously in French and I don't speak French so I'm so sorry if I'm like saying his name very wrong but he is the true heir to one of the houses in this order and it's very complex magic system in a way but it's also very easy to read but anyway he's one of the heirs to one of the thrones in simpler terms and in order to truly become the heir he has to go on this heist and in this book there's Severin, a historian, a dancer, an engineer, and Severin's brother. And they will all join hands, all for their own reasons that you will learn about as you read. Now, let me tell you why I, I'm just obsessed with this book. When I was younger, I read this book called The Genius Files by Dan Goodman. And throughout that series, it was like a heist or adventure that these two kids were going on. They were going on this like cross-country trip. Throughout the book, and throughout the whole series, there were all of these different ciphers. And I have been looking for a book like that where there's fantasy, but they have like this mystery where there's like clues that you as the reader can see and find out. And this book had that, like there were ciphers, there were mysteries that were written down and things like that. And there was a subplot of romance. There was a slow burn nerdy romance, which if you listen to my, my favorite romance book, episode you know how much I, I I'm obsessed with nerdy romances and in this book Zofia the engineer and Enrique or Enrique he was very nerdy with her and there was like there was like a little bit of tension between them there was like so much slow burn I don't know it was so good highly recommend this book for the spring 
there was like floral decorations it's it's giving paris france during the spring but make it rich it's so good such a vibe and the mystery and the fantasy aspects were good loved it last book on the list <laughs> act your age ebron by talia hibbert saving the best for last saving the best for last because i love this book and when i tell you it's absolutely perfect for the spring like the most cottage core book i have read eve brown is incredibly indecisive especially about her career she's nearly 30 years old and she doesn't have a solid career her parents practically tell her she needs to act her age and they kick her out the house and as she's miscellaneously driving around after being kicked out she stumbles across this small village called skybriar <laughs> in skybriar there's a bed and breakfast called castell cottage and guess what they're hiring and they're looking for a cook and Eve thinks it's fate and that the job was meant to be and she's like you know I can cook baby so she walks into the interview there she meets the grumpy bed and breakfast owner Jacob Wayne this book was fantastic it was so cozy and fun and cottagecore I loved it it's a little bit of a workplace romance grumpy sunshine nemesis to lovers and there was this one scene where Jacob and Eve were at this pond and Eve was feeding the ducks that live near the pond and Jacob and she falls in the pond and Jacob helped her get out the pond <laughs> internally losing my mind right now it's so good if you think you don't like the grumpy sunshine trope this book will change your mind I just remember being at the park on a cool spring day actually and I was reading this book on the bench and it was so good. Like this is definitely your park read this spring. Like once you go to the park, you're at the pond or something. This is the book you need to whip out and read because it's so atmospheric. It's so good. I highly, highly recommend this book. If you don't read anything off this list, you need to read this book. It's so good. It's so good. Especially if you're a cottagecore girly, you love the cottage core springtime pick this up asap now i'm going to tell you a little bit about my spring tbr because i do have a few springy books that i want to get to this month hopefully or this springtime period the first one is a tree girls in brooklyn by betty smith i'm not really sure if that's a spring book but it has tree in the title but as y'all know I'm like Brent Fye is obsessed right now and I know he likes New York but I've also been hearing the best stuff about this book all of the girlies are raving about it it just seems like a cute read I plan to finish Mrs. Dalloway and In the Weeds this week I will post on my bookstagram after I finish it let y'all know all of my thoughts about it I also plan to read Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt this month because that is a spring book, I feel like. Or at least the cover looks very spring. And it's about an aquarium octopus. Like, come on now. It has to be spring. Let's see. What else do I plan to read this spring? Ooh, I also plan to read Persuasion by Jane Austen because I just have to read one of her books during the springtime. And I've really been holding Persuasion because I feel like that that will be a perfect spring book for some reason i don't know nobody told me that it takes place in spring but i still want to read during the spring i also plan to read two romances this spring really i want to read juniper hill 
by Daphne Perry. I know that that is a small town romance that takes place during the spring. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm 90% sure that it takes place during the spring. The male main character is a cook. And I need a chef book boyfriend. And then the other springy romance book that I plan to read is Heartless by Elsie Silver. My girl Heather talks a lot about this series. And I just have to, I have to hop on the Chestnut Springs bandwagon like I have to read one of the books from Chestnut Springs this month I also wanted to read the book that came before this or at least I'll read book two and maybe Powerless by Elsie Silver depending on how much I like that one I'm not a strict reader I read whatever I want I'm not gonna force myself to read something I don't feel like I'm in a mood to read at the time so just to let you know that Ooh, I don't know if this is a spring book but I do hope to read it this spring Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. I've had that book on hold on Libby for a few months now. Hopefully it gets in next month because at this point I'm about to buy the book. I have no self-control. Like, ooh. Now, if I'm going to reach and say that I'm going to read a fantasy book, I may read The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. All of the girlies have been raving at me to read that book, even though it's like a thousand pages. I may read it. I also plan to read The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Woolabin. I know that that is a nonfiction on whether or not trees are social beings and stuff like that. And I love a good nonfiction about the earth. So I can't wait to read that one, honestly. So if you have read any of, any of the books that are on my Spring TBR, let me know your thoughts on them. You can comment on my podcast. I don't know if you knew that. I'm just finding out myself. You can scroll down and I'll have like a leave a comment box on my podcast. You can leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about the books that I recommended. The books that are on my TBR. Let me know if you randomly got obsessed with Brim Fires as well. Maybe one of you out there, you know, you're going through the same thing as me. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. That's all for today's podcast. Follow me on Bookstagram for more at Lottie's Library. Feel free to DM me with any of your spring book recommendations or leave a comment on my podcast, as I said, with your spring book recommendations. Also, remember to give my podcast a rating. I love you all so much. Have a happy spring, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.